Welcome to the Mentality Podcast episode 19. This is a special one, this, because we have Channel 4's SAS Who Dares wins winner Mark Pierre coming to sit down with us and chat. We dive deep into Mark's mindset for going through such a grueling challenge. We also talk about the tragic loss of his wife to suicide April last year, just before he went on the show, and how his friend put him through his pace to get on the show and, and give him something to to strive for in in that tough time and how movingly he speaks about the situation he was in and how he got himself through it is is quite unbelievable he talks about the ins and outs of SES Who Dares Wins program he talks about the connections he made in it and he gives everyone listening and us some advice for going through bereavement but also um, how to navigate tricky times tough times and I, th- I thought it was one of the best chats we've had and it was incredibly moving. I- I'm, I'm, I'm so honoured to have met Mark and, and shared uh, a good chat with him like that. And I think that we'll do much more stuff in the future and, and hopefully link up a lot more. Staying on the same, same wavelength as making connections with special people, I want to just talk about two brands that have sponsored us and supported us in the past with the Mentality podcast and, and generally with Mentality. Uh, MSC Nutrition um, supporting us for this podcast and we we really are eternally grateful for it. MSC have got such a good viewpoint on what mental health is, how important it is for their customers, but elite athletes, everything that, that is needed for those people comes first before their supplements. So a really holistic brand that support us at Leeds Rhinos, support me individually with my recovery of my knee injury and they support all the boys. Um, so I just want to give a big shout out to MSC for that continued support, staying on the wavelength of good people, still Kevin Walton at UK Red Security, who are the go-to for me. Both these brands I've used individually. Uh, UK Red Security are good for camera systems, for security systems, alarms, not just residential properties, but also big commercial properties that work all over Europe and are continuing to broaden their horizons. So. Big respect to UK Red Security and MSC Nutrition. Just one more thing for you before I stop rambling on and we jump into this chat. I'm doing a little bit of work with Pure Sport CBD. Um, CBD oil is on the rise for athletes at the minute because it's taking away pains and and it's an anti-inflammatory and it's good for anxiety and depression. Um, So I'm trying it out. I'm having a look at what it can do for you. And if you want to try it out, check out puresportcbd.co.uk I have got a 10% discount code which you can use if you're checking out then just put in the code ward recovery all lowercase and all one word and I think we can jump into this chat Mark's an inspirational guy top top fella enjoy Welcome to the Mentality Podcast. We are set up at Wheatwood Hall Hotel for the first ever studio kind of podcast. We've got Mark Piert. Is that right, Mark Piert? Piert. Piert. We've got Mark Piert <laughs> on the podcast. Um, I think he's a little bit nervous, more nervous than the SAS who dares wins interrogation phase, but we're not going to interrogate him too much. We've got Chris O'Connor here as well too. Um, it's exciting. A bit of progression for Mentality and an amazing guest as well. So welcome to the, the podcast, Mark. Yeah, thanks for having me, mate. Yeah, brilliant, mate. Um, I think um, everyone's kind of knows you've just come out fresh from completing the, or as we've seen on television, yeah, yeah. 
from October, isn't it? I think October that it was actually yeah, held. Yeah, it was middle Com- of October. Yeah, completing the SAS Who Dares Wins television series. Um, and won it. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and won it, yeah. Yeah, alongside Louise and Milo. And Milo, yeah. So how does that feel, mate? Um, yeah, it's still, it's quite overwhelming. Still, like, it's yeah. still, I don't say it's fully sunk in. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's good. It's good. It's uh, it's positive. So yeah, 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 I'm enjoying it. How um, how tough did you find it being in the in in the in the grips of of, of the SS who does wins? Um, yeah, it's, it's really tough, man. It's it's so much tougher than it comes across on TV as well. Like, yeah. Had you seen the show before the um, series? Strangely, no. Really, um, I actually okay. watched it before I went. Ah, oh, I kind of binge watched like three seasons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I kind of knew I knew what it were about, but I never really watched it. Um, and then I, I, I actually came up about actually applying for it. Yeah, yeah. Go through a friend. He just pretty much came up to me and just said, "Oh, like I think you'll be good at this. Should have a blast at it." And you're a firefighter, right? Yeah, in, yeah. Day to day, and yeah, and like I said, my intentions are actually doing it. What well like for a distraction just from what was going off yeah yeah in my life at the time um and even when i started applying i had no intentions of ever going on show like ever like even mm. to the point where okay. they phoned me and said i got i was successful i got through to the last 25 ah. and even then i was like thinking i hung up phone i thought well i'm not going to be going like mm. i mean that weren't the intentions of me actually applying it was just something to channel some energy into and just to something to look forward to yeah um, then it was the same friend again, like I owe a lot to him. Um, he, uh, when I told him that I wasn't actually going to go, he just like, he said, look, you've got to go. It's like, you'll never yeah, get an opportunity yeah. like this again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So then just went along with it. Um, but, but yeah, it was, it was a bizarre experience. It was well out of my comfort zone. Like mm-hmm. not the physical side of it, like more the filming and, um, but you quickly adapt to it like so fast. Like literally we in the first hour, we just forget cameras are there and it's just yeah, just yeah, getting yeah. your head down and you're just cracking on. Well, on the physical side briefly, because one thing, were you training when you, like up to, were you training as if you were going to go on it? Because you weren't sure whether you'd get on it or not, but you're um, thinking, oh, I need to be in peak physical yeah, well, fitness or are you I, always kind yeah, of Yeah, I kind of always did like a bit more like functional kind of fitness. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and a lot of running. Uh, so I just kind of incorporated doing weighted runs more. I didn't really change or adapt anything that I tra- that like my training style. Um, I just started doing more like weighted runs. So hills and stuff as well. Yeah, or? so hills and just like carrying a burger and we're weighting it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which is a, it looks like from the a large part of yeah, it. Is, yeah, you're yeah, running massive, uphill yeah. with heavy weight. Yeah, so like yeah. yeah, it's massive and and it's massive what that actually does to you. It's like when um, you know what I mean there were there were people there that were you know extremely good runners and then yeah, as soon as yeah. you're putting weight on them, it's like it's bizarre <laughs> to see it, like what it does to people. Yeah, um, like adding that weight on, it's incredible, and that's that's why you've got to take your hats off to the women that were in there because like an example would be Esme. Like she she was fifty one kilograms, and we were carrying twenty three, twenty four kilograms on his back. So um, everyone had the same weight. Yeah, everyone had okay. like wow. nobody would nobody yeah. would treat any different. Wow, um, and that's where I sit there, and I think like that one nearly above, like nearly a half her body weight. Yeah. And I think if I'd have had the same, if it were half my body weight, would I have got up all their mills? And I think maybe I wouldn't have. I mean, so it shows you how strong they were. Yeah, they were unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, that's that's really interesting, isn't it? And because um, a lot of people have kind of said that, that it'd be different, and I know Aunt Middle, and I think in the the trailer for it and and the the opening of it was saying that it was going to be exactly the same. Do you feel like that that was the yeah. theme running through it for for both females and and males? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, they didn't adapt anything for for females at all. Nothing at all. 
like if anything, probably had a bit more pressure put on them. Mm. You know, the fact that they were the first time that women had been allowed um, on the programme, that they kind of had a bit, I'd say that they maybe had a bit more pressure on them to yeah. see how they actually responded to it. Is it a great thing for society? The amount of conversations going on at the moment about, you know, issues to do with gender. And then this show was just completely, we don't care who you are, mm. what you are. All we care about is whether you can do it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. And they completely treated everyone equally. Yeah. And, and, and Aunt Middleton, honestly, like, and it's, I think it's just society that we live in. It's like, the, you know, the, the way that he did just treat everyone exactly the same. You did feel a bit like, oh God, can he get, can I actually say that? Can he get away with them yeah, things? Yeah. What he's saying to, to the women on, and, on the, you know, yeah. But yeah, hats off to him. He, he generally just he just did it exactly for for him. It's it's personal. You know what I mean? It's the uh, the process. It is a course for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? He don't look at it like a TV show at all. Um, yeah. For him, he's running a course, and the TV side is a separate part. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and and he keeps that attitude all the way through. He don't break character. He's, you know, he's okay. Cool. Not when the camera's off. He's like, right, that's a wrap. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, no, he's, this, that's the thing. Is there's no. People have asked me before, like, oh, but you must have got like downtime where they're like, that's it. And you're like, no, no, like literally it never stops. Like throughout, yeah. Yeah. It's like from the minute you walk through, you literally stripped her everything. So like your clothes are took from you, your name, you're given a number. Mm. So like everything is stripped from you. It don't matter where, where you've come from, ask, you know, whether you've played sport at an high level or not, what job you've got, mm. everything's stripped mm. and you're just a number and they don't care about anything. Like, mm. I mean, they won't sit back and think, oh, well, they're semi-pro this or the professional this or they've been in team gb for that like yeah, it don't yeah. matter to them it's it's really interesting I'm, I'm wondering what the feeling is going into something like that and and i guess the cameras do add something a bit of a different dynamic but what can you remember the feelings before <clears throat> it like doing the traveling over there and 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 kind of what before you walk through those gates can you remember the yeah. feelings that you're going through well we, we kind of all, we all met at ethro um, right and we were supposed to like keep you know talking to a minimum um, but he, everyone's he, going yeah shit me saying I'm yeah. shit me saying what's going on he will kind of you had that like I would definitely shit myself but um, the people like stuck the chests out of it so like amount of people that came up to me and they were telling me everything that they'd done so they're like oh like you know I'm ex-professional this or I'm about yeah. to turn professionally in this and that and other and I'll be like sat there thinking I'm just like I just do a bit of running and I'm from Rotherham and yeah. like, that, <laughs> like and then you know everyone's like what do you do and I'm like uh, not a lot, just do a bit of training and a bit of running. And, and I can remember like getting on flight and I was just like thinking, what am I doing? What have yeah. I got myself into here? Like I'm well out of my, you know, depth here. Um, and the first two days for me, what probably like two of the hardest whilst I were there, mm, wow. uh, just like mentally, it was yeah, just so, yeah. I would like, I was just so anxious, um, yeah. you know, constantly sat there like doubting, like it's so much self doubt, whether I'd actually deserve to be there, whether I could yeah. compete mm. with everyone. And it just got to a point where, like, I could have been laid in bed and just thinking, right, this has to stop because yeah. when you did get two hours to sleep, you needed to sleep. But then my brain would be going 100 mile an hour, like... I can mm. imagine, yeah. So almost like the, the the bits where you're not doing the physical activity stuff were even more challenging. Yeah, like, for me... Because you've got all this pent-up energy yeah, and these... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. For me, the hardest moments were when you had nothing to do. Yeah. Which weren't, there weren't many times, but... Because you, you just, for Yeah, it. you're so anxious. There's no structure to your day at all, like you could be getting a beast in at three in the morning or three in the afternoon. Mm. It, it doesn't make any difference at all. And so like when people think, oh, you know, it must have got to 12 o'clock and your day we're done. Yeah. You're like, no, it's no. like, it might have just been starting at 12. We had no idea. So the anxiety is, well, just unreal. Like 
you know, you'd be laid there thinking someone's going to burst through the door any minute and then yeah. someone could walk in from the toilet and every, you just see everyone's head turn and <laughs> yeah. everyone's like, you know. Has he gone for a shit? Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, that, oh, it's DS. Yeah. And, right. and, they, and they, honestly, they're so clever with it because, you know I mean, they do stuff like, you know, it could be two in the morning and you'd always have a wet and a dry kit and they'd be like, right, everyone outside, five minutes, wet kit. You get outside and they'd be like, right, go back, go back in, yeah. that's it. And you'd be like, egg, like, then next minute they'd walk in and just go, relax. And they'd just be like, yeah. right, um, like you know they just ask for someone just to chat to them yeah, for two minutes yeah. and we don't like fucking hell <laughs> it's like a horror film isn't it when you don't know if the jump's yeah, coming it's gonna yeah, it's the yeah. waiting for that jump yeah, bit yeah. and like it's all intentional that, that, I guess it, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I mean yeah. it's, it's so clever what they do like mm. you know the mental strain that they put on you is like unreal did, did you suspect a spy because they've done it in a previous year yeah. before I think but um, they had a spy on this one and I always wonder, people kind of like suspicious of everyone. Or like, so she, she was like implanted once. She, she was Swedish, Swedish I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Special Forces, like so, the first ever. Um, yeah. Petra, she yeah. Was, honestly, Petra. she was so nice. Yeah, she yeah, she seemed like nice just a, and she was a absolute, hero. Yeah, she was hard as nails. Yeah, yeah. Right. When she was doing the task, did you think, wow, we, we, well, did you get that it, impression of? We had like, you're just so, you know, you're just so consumed in your own little bubble. Like mm. your concern is making sure you, yeah. your feet are taped up, that yeah. your kit's ready to go. Like, so you don't really like looking back afterwards. You think, God, he's like obvious. Like, why can't? Why didn't we see it? But you just, you just don't. And she had, she had a really good cover story. Mm. Um, but yeah, like the first time we went up one of the mountains, we had his snowshoes on, and she was like showing everyone how to use the snowshoes. I'm like, Petra, mm. how do you know how to do this? And she's like, Oh, when I was five in Sweden, my father showed me, and then <laughs> like you know, tying laces. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, we're making this snow snow cave. And she's flying around, honestly. She's like a wizard. She knew everything. Yeah. I'm like, Petra, how do you know this? She's like, oh, when I was five in Sweden, my father showed me. Yeah. I was like, wow, she's Swedish. She's weird, isn't she? She's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. A bit different. Yeah. A bit different. So she, yeah, she was just doing that because she didn't want to go back up hill again and go yeah, back down. Yeah. And back. Like, oh, I'm just going to do this. Fuck it. I think that might be my tactic. I tell people, look, I'm actually undercover spy. <laughs> yeah. You can't tell anyone. You've got to help me through a lot of the parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's about teamwork. Just be proper shit. Yeah, yeah but she, honestly, she helped everyone. She wasn't like in there to, you know, to disrupt anything yeah, or yeah. to put people down. She was there. She was so positive and so good with people. Well, it's a team thing as well, yeah, isn't it? Like, yeah, she, that, was, that was she was brilliant. The area where they questioned Louise a little bit, I think, wasn't it? That yeah. perhaps, um, but she came through in the end. Yeah, she was, yeah. yeah. Because, um, yeah, it's you've got to be part of a group, I guess. Yeah, like. honestly, we're, like, so sad to see her. Like, when she walked up on stage, I was absolutely buzzing. Like, I can remember seeing her, like, I was proper, like, side-eyeing. I could see her walking around. <laughs> and I was thinking, oh, what is she doing? Just go home. Like, I yeah. thought she wouldn't, like, shake their hand or something. <laughs> I'm thinking, Petra, don't do it, honestly. Were you so shocked she was chosen? You were like, oh, it's a bit of a weird... Because did she... She... She, she, she VW'd. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. VW'd. Then James VW'd pretty much straight after her. That's it, um, yeah. But so yeah, when, when she stood up and like stood to attention, I was just like, no like I was absolutely buzzing. Yeah. You know, like, if it had pan right and dropped it, I was like, yes, get in. Honestly, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I was so proud of her. Like, yeah, she's, and she's such a honestly, genuinely like nice woman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. she's so good. I, when I was watching, I can remember thinking, because um, they the, the spoke to Louise quite a bit, didn't they? About how she's she's got this ability to kind of, not have the emotions about things that she don't need to and kind of just crack on. I think yeah. that's probably why she couldn't come across as a leader. Um, because she's an orthopedic surgeon. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
you think that's a different mentality to have? Um, and I think that's quite interesting to, to mm. put someone like that in that situation. She did really well. Obviously, she passed the course, but is that? Did you see any differences in her mentality? Yeah, she obviously she's she's like you know mega strong like physically, but like mentally, yeah, she's just yeah she's she's solid like mm. and and yeah it was weird. It's like looking back now, I think I couldn't actually pinpoint. She didn't like separate herself from anyone, but. Mm. You know, like if you look back, you knew certain people like uh, attached herself. Like I was with Milo quite a lot. Yeah. Um, whereas Lou was just a bit of an all rounder. She like helped everyone. You know, mm. she she was like the um, physio in in yeah, Barrett, yeah, You know, what yeah, I mean? she was, like yeah. sorting everyone out, strapping everyone up. But she just like yeah, she just kind of took that role where she just kind of mingled between everyone. Mm. And um, but yeah, same again. She, it's weird that like everyone always asks me like oh, twenty five people like oh anyone who like. Oh, what dickhead! And you're like, yeah, like nobody. Oh, I know everyone says it like if they want, it's not only yeah. you in it, but, yeah. <laughs> um, but but no, honestly, like there was such a good group of people, like they were, yeah, 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 and and they were all, yeah. I, I'd say even certain people went in with intentions of like winning, and it kind of got knocked out. And we in first couple of days, mm. they soon realised that you just need to work together and yeah. ego has to kind yeah, of yeah, like, it does. It has to fall away a bit. Yeah, you have it? to you have to leave it because. You just you just can't do it. It's like it's hard to explain, but you just need to stick together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you still in touch with everyone yeah, on it? Like, yeah, yeah. Nice. We're, all, we're all still pretty close, and we we keep organising different meets and stuff like that. And That's pretty cool. Yeah, I've noticed you and Milo are, are, like a, there's something coming up uh, a charity event yeah. as well. And yeah, with strong men. Yeah, strong we'll, men's we'll put yeah. we'll put that on all the channels yeah. after the pod and stuff. Yeah, yeah that'd be cool. Yeah, mm. but yeah, he was another great story from the show. Yeah. Like. Um, yeah, just he came seemed across, to grow, didn't he? Yeah, he, he really grew throughout the process. Yeah. Like, like physically, we're always there. Um, like physically, we're so strong. Like, mm. you know, he's a triathlete. He's absolutely like okay. nails. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. But like as a person, he honestly it was just unbelievable to watch him. He uh, he just grew so much. Like, and he would just yeah, he, I don't know. He just felt so proud of him. Mm. Like. Because you get to watch back the stuff you didn't see when yeah. you were there now. Like yeah, when yeah. Was you get to see like, other and, conversations yeah, yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. And and he was, he was so, when I first met him, I met him at the airport and I generally thought he was like 17 years old. I mm. thought he was like this little boy. And um, and he's like 26, 27. And it's just because like, just his demeanour, just how he comes across, he's really gentle. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and he, he kind of knows it and he puts himself down like so quickly. Um, and that was so good about the process. Like once he started to believe in himself a yeah. little yeah. bit, he just blossomed and yeah. And like there were a moment, like you ain't actually see it on TV when we uh, went to the top of one of the mountains and there were a pool. We started swimming in the pool and I was in a bad way, like a mm. real bad way. And Milo pretty much got me dressed. And as we were running back down, me and him fell really behind. And he was just because of me, like he were having to wait for me. Mm. Um then as we started getting down the hill, I started to warm up and, and we started going again. And he went to run past uh, James and Rick and the kind of, it's just like, you know, the competitiveness that's there. They like chirped at him a bit to like say, like, you know, where do you think you're going? Yeah. And he just fired back and he just like, look, y'all try and keep up with me and just yeah, went. Yeah, and I was yeah. just like, even in state or in, I was just like inside, I was like, yeah. Yeah, get in, go <laughs> yeah. on son. Like, you know, because day, day one, he'd have never said that. Yeah, he'd, have probably, yeah. he'd have probably got scared and gone behind him. again. Whereas, that's really cool yeah, it shows that doesn't it like obviously the macho stereotypes and, and you know the big lads or whatever he's a you know he's a different 
type of person yeah. and he is you, you wouldn't expect it but he's kind of got confidence from putting yeah. himself through that process um, and that's well that's just an example of him yeah mate he's, him he's heart and lungs he's just heart and lungs that kid honestly I think he'd He'd run till they burst. Like yeah. that's just how he is. He's got such a strong mindset. One yeah. of the strengths of the show is definitely showing how your mind's breaking point is never your breaking point. Like the amount of times mm. people, when it comes up in some of the podcasts, yeah. and when people say, "Oh no, I can't do that," it's like when someone makes you go past it, you realize you can. And there must be. Mm. Were there a lot of times where you where the thought came up? They're like. Oh, I'm done, like you said, the first yeah, two days. Yeah. and Definitely physically, like physically, there were so many times I thought I'd completely, like I went into everything, I did 100% in everything. Like I didn't hold back, I didn't have like a strategy, I didn't try and reserve, reserve any energy. Yeah, like, yeah. And it's probably stupid looking back, but I just literally went into everything and just steamed into so it. So if it's like a boxing fight, you've gone out round one, like yeah. it's round 12. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then round yeah. two comes up. Yeah. And, and like, like you've just got to go again. Yeah. It was just like that. And, but, I think that's what it kind of proved to me. It's like when the amount of times I thought that's it, I'm completely like, mm. I've just get everything there. Then they get you up and say, right, we're doing something else. And I, and you'd be at the point where like, you know, you're shaking, you're like, you're physically mm. drained and then you just go and do it and you smash it again. You yeah, just think it. like, there's so much more like, whereas if I were at home and that were my choice, I'd have, I'd have stopped there. That were enough what I'd just done. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. yeah. And it just shows you that like, and that's the thing is everyone looks at the show and thinks, and Foxy, Ollie and Billy are trying to, make everyone quit and they're not at all mm. like they're not trying to make anyone quit all they're trying to do is push everyone as far as they can go so That's like they mm. generally don't want people to quit they yeah. want everyone to just go to to the limit and then go past that to just yeah. to prove to them that you can do yeah, it yeah yeah I, I, a question always that comes into my mind when I watch it is do they have the possibility that no one makes it to the end yeah, yeah like i guess be. it could be well, that like no one just gets mm, through they actually and, said to us um i think i can't remember well, i don't know if it were one of the yeses said to us, because people left so quick in interrogation. Yeah, yeah. That they said that the producers started panicking because they said, like, everyone's going to quit because it's like that cold. And yeah, that we mean. need an episode. <laughs> yeah, and they're, like, and they're like, and I think they said to Anne, will you ease off on him a bit? Mm. And he just turned around and went, no, no chance. Mm. He went, if everyone quits, everyone quits. That's it. But just nobody's been able to pass selection. It has yeah. to be a fair reflection yeah, of what the selection and, is. And you just think, like, obviously... There's a certain part of it where they want a TV show, like the yeah, producers, but yeah. it's just, yeah, it's so authentic. It's unbelievable. And on the interrogation, because that's one of the points where um, we put a call out to some of our club members and it's something which comes up. There's a few questions on. And what is that period? Is that over a day? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's weird. You kind of lose track of exactly where you are because at that point, we'd not slept for like two days. We're not like really had a meal in like two days. They get us like a few bits of fruit. Mm. Um, so, and we, and we'd still been doing different things, you know, like we went through the, uh, snow walls under, the, you know, the yeah, water, yeah, the yeah. ice. Uh, so like, you can't believe how much stuff like that has absolutely zapped you everything you've got. Yeah. Um, and then they set us off on a walk, uh, about maybe nine, nine, nine o'clock at night or something like that. Um, and by the time we got captured, I think it was like one in the morning. Yeah, so then it was like, long yeah, so then it, then it was like 20 hours of interrogation from then. <laughs> and you've literally no idea about it. You know, you've no idea who's still in, who's gone, what time mm. it is. And when it's going to end. When, you know, that's, that's the hardest thing is it just feels like it's never, ever going to end. I mean, and, you, and yeah. as much as you, we think we've got a concept of time, mm. but once everything, once all your senses have took away from you, like, because yeah, yeah. I can be going into it thinking, you know, I've got three or four, like, stories in my head like I'll just keep running through them like you know yeah. just like that's what I'll, I'll get through it 
And the minute they put the earphones on and the noises, it's like literally you cannot think past the noise. So that's, that's literally all you can do is listen to the noise. Mm. It's like you, I, I can even like just trying to think of things outside of it. Think of what I'd be doing when I get home. And yeah. Try and transport yeah, you just, yourself away. Yeah, you just can't do it. It's just, you know I mean, it's just so mind-numbing. Yeah. What did, because uh, I'm a big meditator and Steve does it as well and we've it comes up in the pod quite a lot, so... I would try and use other techniques, but what did you meditate? Was there anything you did to prepare for the interrogation phase? Or did you just think if I get there, I'll cross yeah, that bridge? Yeah, like, I didn't, I didn't really, like, yeah, I didn't really preempt it that much. Probably should have done, but. What did you do then? I think like, um, not having any, you just thought. I think I would just, you're like an out of body experience. To, you know, mm. to a certain degree, it's like, yeah, you just, but it was just so painful. And that's what, that's the idea of the stress positions that it don't let you disappear. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, cause you're in, you're in yeah. so much pain. Like, these stress positions are constant. And yeah. I mean, like every five minutes, they're putting you into a new one. And even when I went into it, I was thinking, no way, like, I bet they get, I bet they do stress positions for like half an hour, then lay yeah. them down. And literally, they'd never the ever. The whole time you actually, because yeah. I thought that. I thought, no, I mean, they're just I, showing I, I would think, in there. That's a bit I was thinking. Yeah, that's I'd honestly. With that. yeah. I would definitely struggle yeah, with that. Yeah, I, I generally thought, I thought, oh, I bet they do like these stress positions for an hour, then they'll lay them down, let yeah. them like rest, and they literally never ever leave you alone. Like, Honestly, the, is there any of the positions you're like, this one's all right. I hope they leave it for a bit. Or, <laughs> <laughs> they, did, they did one way. They, yeah, they did do one way. They did lay you down like flat, straight. You're like, okay, but, yeah. but it was for like literally 10 seconds and it's same. It's just mind games. They're kind of giving you what you could have and then going, oh. taking it away. Yeah, then, then they started doing points. Like you knew when it was getting really towards end. Mm. And um, like... I, you know, in my mind, I always think if I'm in pain, then everyone else must be in pain. Yeah. Like if I'm yeah, feeling yeah. it, other people must be. Um, and they, they took us out of the room and the waters ran and I was like, this is it, it's got to be finished. And they kind of waters around for like a couple of minutes and walked us straight back in and just started it again. And you're just thinking, and <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's, it's just that's clever. clever. It's yeah, clever. It's so is, clever, yeah. like what they do to you. Because he, he does it, honestly, he's just there thinking, I thought that were it, you know, I yeah. thought it were over, but... And the and the and the bits where I remember they would got Milo um, and he'd kind of give him stuff and give him some emotion and and, and kind of give him a little bit to to get on tactically in your head. If there's any tactics when you know when that's going on, did you think about right? I'm gonna have to give him something here, or you know when the interrogator is asking for stuff, or did you think I'm yeah. stick to the story and yeah, is that all you could do in in that it, in that sort of situation? It's same again. It's like you go into it with these intentions, like thinking. Like everyone knows now, like, oh, you drip feed them information, yeah. you try to humanize yourself with interrogators. But when it's real, it's, 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 it's out like, the window, yeah, yeah I said, to, I said to Ant after, like, he's like, how do you feel? I'm like, like, I've just been tortured for like 20 hours. He's yeah. like, you have, you have. He's like, yeah. like, that is real. Like, we mm. have, we generally went through interrogation. It's like, that, that will not made up. We did do mm. it. And yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. You try, you try your hardest to like stick to a plan. Yeah. But, the interrogators are so clever as well. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? They know exactly what buttons to push. Mm. And with me, well, it was Milo. Like that's, they were kind of asking me stuff and I was just, you know, kind of going through emotions. And then, um, then they pulled Milo in and they pretty much said, oh, we know we're not, we're not going to do anything to you. Like there's no point. So they started dragging Milo off and the first they buried him and they dragged him back and you didn't see it on TV. Then they, they took him out and they stuck him in some like, there's a, bo- a bowl of, glazier water and they sat him in that so then he came back in and we're absolutely freezing anyway and he and came back in they're just, just making you and I was waiting this. yeah, yeah, yeah. Waiting and he, they kept bringing him back and he was like 
honestly, and he's like proper in my face. He's like, that lad, that lad looks up to you. You know what I mean? And look at what you don't give a shit about him, do you? Like, so you start questioning what yeah, is the right thing to do yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're thinking, like, I, I went back. They took me back straight after and I was in tears. Like they put bag on me head and I just started crying. And I was like, in this stress position, just crying. I was thinking, at that like, point, what is going off? Like, what do, what do I do? And, yeah. Do you think at that point, do you kind of forget it's a TV show or do you kind of think, this is too much or do you know what I mean because it, it is for entertainment much, yeah. what are the risk assessment forms and yeah. stuff like on that like <laughs> but it is like I said that part is real it's like yeah. as much as you think oh I should have said this or I should have done this yeah. but it's like you don't really know how you react unless yeah. you're in that situation mm. there was one episode where one of the contestants fell quite and it looked like it could have been quite a bad fall yeah. and he hit his back but luckily he was alright and he'd had a previous neck injury but do they like, do they have to sign that like anything can happen on this? Kind yeah, of... pretty much before, before we leave. We yeah, just yeah. like signed so that, and we're, we're kind of showing everything before we do it. We yeah, know, yeah. So we're kind of showing what yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah, true. But yeah, yeah. It's like, and same, it's like we knew that had happened, but we didn't actually see it because mm. we were all stood up top. So when when you got to see it on TV, it looked, it looked, it looked pretty bad. bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. But honestly, James is like such a trooper, man. He, he just, Never even made a fuss about it. Yeah, like, yeah. He just cracked on. And whether it hurt him or not, which it more than likely looked did. Like, looked like it did. Yeah. yeah literally yeah. as soon as he got up, he was just like, now I'm fine. Like, don't worry yeah. about it. And you think that's off to him. He could have made a, yeah, a big fuss play. about that. Yeah. What, um, cause obviously like people going off to the army and, um, and joining SES, it's like, it's like, um, it's like they join a brotherhood and, they, and they, they're going off and, and doing something with just those people and, and almost on that journey together. And I know that, that what you did is a very concentrated kind of format of that. But what was it like after, even after like the interrogation, like in, in the aftermath of that, you said you felt like you'd been tortured and stuff. But in the couple of weeks after, what, what, what did you feel like after that? Did you feel like, a bit of a lull or did you feel like you were missing people that you've been through it with and you know is, yeah. there, is there any kind of feelings you've had like that yeah so it's, it's really strange so like yeah there were definitely a lull like if you just feel so even like it literally came instantly from the minute i got home like yeah i come sitting on the sofa and i just thought is this it is this like is this life like mm. nobody's gonna burst through the door nobody's gonna tell me to do this to, and you miss it it's like weird it's so strange mm. um you know you and even now, like I go back, I go back tomorrow and do it again. Yeah, you know, it's, it's yeah. strange. And you think, why, why would you put yourself through that? But yeah, there's just like the bonds are just so much deeper that yeah, you create mm. with people. You know, you've been through such like hardship. Mm. Um, but yeah, there were definitely a low point, and you, that's when you realise like you'd spent two weeks of just pretty much running on adrenaline. Yeah, and then you know that was just the come down from it. It's, it's like horrendous, really. You yeah, know, and yeah. I can remember doing some like training sessions. And just thinking like, you know, you just, you felt numb to it. It's mm. like, and you know, whereas before you'd have thought, oh, that were good or that were, you know, I, I felt like I had a good yeah. workout, whereas nothing really compared to it because they push you like past your limits mm. and you just think, I, I don't think I can do that on my own. You've like, got a new threshold now, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. And, and you think, and you kind of crave something else and that's where Kilimanjaro kind of came into it. It's like, yeah. I just needed something else to escape to and some, another challenge, something to look forward to because- yeah, that was just so extreme that it were hard just to like adapt straight back into normal life. Yeah. So you, you took on Kilimanjaro after that. Can you tell us how that came about and, and, and what your thought processes were going into that as well? Yeah, so it's always been it's like, you know, it's always been something that I've wanted to do for a long time. Yeah. Um and I think just doing the show, you just it makes you realise like, you know, 
like life's too short. You've just mm. got to like, mm. you've got to go and do things and not be scared of like challenging yourself. Um, so I kind of made a plan to go and do it over a um, Christmas period. Um, and in between that, we were all meeting up, uh, kind of a bit of a reunion, like yeah. SAS reunion in Bristol. And, uh, and I put it to Esme and just said like, yeah, I'm thinking of climbing Kilimanjaro. Um, and like you do when you're drunk, she was just like, yeah, well, yeah, can oh, I come yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When should we go? Should we do it? Yeah. So we just, yeah, as, as simple as that, we just said, let's do it. Um, yeah, we, in two weeks, we were on flight to, uh, to Africa and wow. Yeah. How did that compare like toughness wise? Like nowhere near or? Um, it was still tough. Like yeah, yeah. It was t- even again, it was like tougher than I expected, mainly because of like the altitude. Yeah. Um, like I, what it does to you is just horrendous. Like, you know, it's just, it's like pretty much every part of your body is telling you that you shouldn't be there. You know, it's, yeah, it's not yeah. natural to do, to try and do something like that in it. Mm. Um, but yeah, like the, the climb up before summit, uh, it's, it's tough, but it's, it's achievable. And it's, 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 it doesn't really compare to SAS where you, mm. you're being pushed to your limits like every single day and trying to do it with, you know, while you're malnourished and yeah. you're sleep deprived and, and all the yeah. other things that add on top of it. But, Is there anything in your previous, like in previous life, like as a firefighter or, or anything, which kind of helped you prepare for some of those bits of it? Because obviously when there's a fire, you guys have got a, yeah. you must get put in some pretty tough conditions and. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm ex-military as well. Like, so I, I okay. had five years experience in RAF, which I'm not comparing that anywhere near yeah, yeah. being in SS or being mm. a Marine or a para. Um, but, you know, I've been through similar processes as in, you know, uh, different fitness testing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and part of that is, I suppose, it does prepare you slightly for, for that side of it. But, yeah, I think I think it just comes down to it. It's like you can't ever really prepare for them kind of yeah. things. It's all just uncomfortable. Like everything yeah, about yeah. it, ev- you, like you couldn't really, I couldn't really say that you could train for it that much. Like yeah. you can go and do functional fitness, you can go and do running you can do yeah. crossfit whatever you want to do you can't replicate that you can yeah. it's like next level you, yeah it's just everything about it is designed to be uncomfortable if someone said to you do a burpee like the burpee is just disgusting isn't it yeah, so yeah. i don't matter if you're doing one or 20 mm, yeah, yeah. the first one's still horrendous and yeah. and that's kind of what they <laughs> do weird it's like everything is designed to be uncomfortable like they're pushing you to your limit no matter what you're doing so you're constantly in that zone where it's not you're not you know it's never yeah. comfortable it's never nice and yeah, mm-hmm. and it's not something you kind of, you just kind of, I don't know, it's, it's more like a mental state. You've got to just welcome it and not be scared yeah. to be in that place. Mm, yeah. I guess, do you ever get that with um, like people, if you get to a final and someone hasn't been there before, do you ever think, do they, you can give them advice, but I guess there's nothing you can really do unless you've done that or not, like that sort of different yeah. level or... Yeah, because you're not saying it compares to like is, the SAS training, yeah. but yeah, I think obviously you you, can, you kind of do all the same training as a team, don't you? Building up to finals and stuff. And I can remember when I was 18, um, and I was playing standoff at um, Challenge Cup final, um, and I played like three or four games at six at Super League level. And I remember being down at London, and um, I remember getting on the bus. I was hit with like these nerves that I'd never been hit with. Um, and like almost like dizziness, you know, before like knocking about the changing room before you go out. And I thought, this is fucking big, this, you know, this is a big thing. And I think it's that sort of stuff that you can't replicate or you can't train for or practice mm. for, um, which 
it's nowhere near similar to to what Mark's done. But um, I think it is. That I think that is practicing it itself, you know. But it's it's doing it at the event. Yeah, um, there's those scenarios like you can't practice for either of those scenarios. But when you get there, you'll find yeah. out whether you've got yeah. it or not. In it, like you can do the all the prep you want. Exactly yeah. the feelings that and like emotions that everyone feels. Like like even like you know the top athletes have them. It's like yeah, how they yeah. deal with them. It's that's yeah. the, that's the key. Like someone once said to me, there is a story about uh, Anthony Joshua when you're going for his gold medal uh, fight. They all, each in each camp, they all had their own like therapists and psychologists. And he went up to see his psychologist, and and he was saying like, "Oh, I'm like really nervous about going into this um, medal fight." And and he's like, "Oh, why?" And he's like, "Well, if I lose this fight, I lose my sponsorship. If I lose my sponsorship. I lose my house, and then I will have to move back in with my mum." Then mm. I'll, I'll quit mm. boxing. I'll stay, I'll end up drinking cider on yeah. roundabout back <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you think, and he just like gone from being like he's fame mm. for a gold medal all the way to yeah, yeah drinking all the way to like he's not a boxer, bench. you know. And, <laughs> yeah. and we all do it like, and you think if he does it, like you know, he's champion at world. He's yeah, he yeah, should be yeah. like the most like mentally cool. sound man, cool under pressure. I think people think they're superhuman, don't yeah, they? But yeah. they're all no, human. All, they're just, but, yeah. We're all made of the same it's, stuff, and that's that's how I kind of look at everything. Yeah, like, I don't yeah. believe that anyone's better than me at anything because we're all. It's just what it means yeah. to them. Does it mean yeah. more to them than what it means yeah, to yeah. me? Yeah, and it's it's just like everyone will feel them nerves and. There's other examples where I felt them nerves, but I think I'm I'm experienced at dealing with them. Do you know, I'm dealing with them situations. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm 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 more built to cope with that and 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 not go. What is this going on? I've already done it. I've already felt it. Um, so that's I guess why you have to keep pushing your thresholds. And Mark's got to go find a, a new yeah. a new. <laughs> Mark's yeah. just to join well, the SS now. Yeah, yeah. We were going to do a workout later, but I don't think, <laughs> I don't think it would. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> it was pretty true, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's uh, it's it's good what you say. I think it's um, and it's a good message for people as well. Mm. Like that's that's a way just to keep pushing out your comfort zone and and, and doing it's, those sort of things yeah. to, to keep testing yourself. It's a cliche in it, but like nothing ever comes from being in your comfort zone. Like no, you don't learn no. anything about yourself. No. Like, you know, the only times you really know is like, if you've been in a fight, then you'll know how you'll react. Yeah, if you've never yeah, been in a fight, yeah. you've no idea what you'll do. And we yeah, can all sit there and say, you know, I'd do this, or I'd do other, but unless you've actually been there mm. and been to that that place, and you've no idea. And then that's where confidence comes from then because yeah. like you said, you've you've been there, so you know how you reacted last time. It don't mean you're mm. going to react the exact same, but you know you can get through it. Yeah. You know you can do it. Yeah. It's like a bit like David Goggins, isn't it? Have you seen much of David Goggins? No. Yeah. He's... um Yeah. Ultra endurance. Ultra. Like, Madman yeah. athlete. Yeah. Like, yeah. he was like a really overweight kind of guy. And then just got into running, got into the uh, Marines. Yeah. Marine Corps. I think he was the first it black man in the Navy Marine Seals. Corps. He, he the Navy Seals, sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. First, yeah. Or one of only. Yeah, the yeah. Number to, to, very small to amount. In the Navy Seals. Um, he's just... That's what he's all about is, is like making those decisions even when you really don't want to do it when you really really don't want to be out out of your comfort zone feeling uncomfortable and um he says that he the way he says he's building calluses or you know in, the in, mind. Your brain, yeah, yeah, in your mind yeah, yeah which is like you know you've gone through that bit and it's a good reference actually but he says whenever he's facing something tough he goes in the cookie jar and that's all his his back catalogue of, of what he's been through before, yeah. what he's done through, and he's like and then he can kind of switch his perspective on what's going on in the present moment and go, Nah, I'm all right, I'll do this, I'll do this. And um I guess you're nearly there, mate. No, there, no, mate. mate. There's always something bigger in, there's always yeah. something harder. That's and, the thing. But you do, like I I understand 
Like I already walked away from assessing. I thought, I want that bad. Like, mm. Whereas when I was there, it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah. Mm. But then you play it down and then the next thing that comes is, you, you know what I mean? It, like you said, it's just preparing you for something else every yeah. single time. And um, but yeah, for me, it is. It's mindset all, yeah. all the way. Like, you know, you can be as fit as you want to be, but you've got to be like, mentally, you've got to know like how far you can push yourself or... Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, um, you talked on the show, uh, I think it was episode three or four about, um, one of the main reasons which kind of, um, which made you kind of reach out for it. Um, or I guess why your friend might have recommended yeah. you know, for you to go on it and watching it, you know, I, I've watched it a few times and it's an incredibly moving bit of television. Um, and I could tell there was a reluctance for you in the first instance to even kind of speak about it, I guess. Um, and it wasn't until the DS kind of took you aside and, and spoke to you that, that you mentioned it. But um, what, I mean, that seemed like an, you know, something where we can't really put into words, like mm. how hard it might've been. But, yeah, I, but yeah. I, it's like, you, you've, you, did you use that to kind of channel sort of energy into anything, into sort of like something that... Yeah, definitely. Like, like I said, when I went into it, I went in with no intentions. I didn't go in with, mm. with quite selfish really. Like I went in like for me, like I went in as I mm. thought this will be a distraction. It's something else to focus on, something that she ain't involved in that I can look at and it's, you know, it's mine. And, mm. uh, you know, hopefully it'll just give me a moment's break from just my own mind. Um, so, yeah, so I went into it like quite selfish. I didn't go into it to, you know, 12 people with their own mental health or to like promote well-being. Um, and yeah, so I, I never even, I didn't really have any intentions of talking to anyone about it. And, and everywhere, you know, just in general conversation, things come up, like people ask about where you're from, are you married, mm. have you got kids, you know. Mm. Um, so I kind of, I didn't avoid them, but I just kind of like skirted around them. And just like, and I was quite open and honest to people and just said that I didn't really want to speak about it. Um, and yeah, and when you go into interrogation, it's like the, the interrogation with the DSs, it's, uh, it's like the only time where you feel like you feel so low alone, mm. like the rest of the time, it's like weird. You, we, everyone else. So you, yeah. you don't really think about it. And, and you took into this little room and it's like an interview. You're like, you sat straight across from these two people that like emotionless, they're staring at you and you can feel all the activity going on around you, like people filming. Um, and yeah, it's, it's an hard place to be, but this, they're just, yeah, they're so good and so genuine and, and they they don't know anything. Like they generally don't know anything. Mm, okay. When you tell them it's, it's the first time they yeah. know as well. Um, but yeah, for me, it was, it was definitely a way to like, yeah, channel like for me, like any kind of emotion is just energy and, mm, it's, and mm. it's up to you, which way you'll push it, whether you make it positive or negative. And then, yeah. you know, for me, I'd had that, that spell of like maybe two weeks where, you know, I just wanted Will to like swallow me up. I just mm. laid in bed, cried, you know, I didn't, didn't want to eat, didn't want to sleep, I didn't want to do anything. And and it's just because you're just so, like, you're just so overwhelmed with emotions. Mm. And, um, yeah, and, and it, it was kind of strange that one of, same again, one of my friends that came around and, like, running for me has always been a way to escape. Like, mm. I, I've never, like, if I've ever got a problem, I go for a run and it might be 1% better, but it's always going to be better when mm. I get back from running. And uh, my mate knocked on the door 
And he's like, right, get your run trainers on. We're going out, going for a run. And uh, even going out for a run, I was thinking, like, should I be doing this? Why if people see me? Like, will they think, oh God, he's, he's yeah, out running, he's fine. On. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and it's horrendous things to think. And if anyone thinks that, they're not even worth worrying yeah, about. Exactly, but yeah. but you, it's just human nature, we do it. Um, yeah, and, and I remember going for this this first run with, with my friend and it just felt so good to be out. Like, just because I, I was literally climbing the walls. I, like, I'm quite an active person anyway. So, like, to go from that to, like, literally, like, I just trapped myself in a room. And, mm. um, yeah, so then from there, I kind of built on from there and just, like, I started making sure that, you know, I was looking after myself more, that I was getting out running, that, you know, that, that I was eating properly. And, and it definitely just came from just channeling that energy somewhere else rather than just, like you said, just locking yourself away and just letting it consume you. Mm. Um, because once it does, that's it. It's like you said, it's, it is so hard to break it. And and I do it every day now. Like I have to convince myself every day why I need to get out of bed because mm. I, like, I wake up every day and I lay there and I just think, like, what is, what's the point? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what am I doing it for? And you've just got to find some, like you've got to find a way to, change that mindset and, and make it positive and for me coming out it was like the biggest like the biggest shock for me was just like how positive it was steering another man talk about mental health and well-being mm. and um you know like suffering bereavement and yeah and, and like just off the back of that now nah, it's just more i just think well if if people just see me doing whatever i'm doing and just keep like trying to get on with my life and trying to piece things back together. If that's helped them in any way, then I've just got to keep doing it. Mm. And yeah. And it's strange. Like I said, I went in with no intentions of that show and, and my life were always on one path. Like I kind of knew, you know, I was so happy doing it. I was mm. married. I did, you know, the job that I'd always wanted to do. And then things in life changed, don't they? And now I'm on, like I'm on this other path and, I've like no idea where it's going. Yeah. But I just think I've just got to kind of, you know, make the most of it and just, if I can help people on the way, then mm. I'll do it. Was it tough um, having it like broadcast as well? Were you kind of, because obviously there's a gap between fi finishing and then filming. And did part of you worry about, I'm not sure if I want to get all this out there? Or did you think actually, I think this is something that needs to be out there and, yeah, no, like I say, as much as you believe that, you know that it's, that's half the problem is because we're all so scared to talk about mm. it, but still don't stop you being scared to talk about mm. it. Like, um, yeah, and, and like there's always someone out there that's, you know, I, I think the hardest thing is is just educate, education in mental health. Mm, like yeah. for me, like we need to put more money into educating people rather than helping people that suffer with mental health. Mm. Um, so you always know there's going to be some kind of repercussion from it. People that don't understand it fully. Um, so yeah, from my personal side, it were more protecting her than anything. Like that was my biggest yeah. fear is that people look at it a different way. You know, the, um, like they look at her illness a different way as though, she didn't actually enjoy life or, you know, mm. she didn't, um, she didn't have a good life and she did. She absolutely loved yeah. life and like, it just proves that it's such an horrendous illness because she searched every day in her mind to understand why she felt the way she felt. Whereas I can sit here and say, 
I have these days where I don't want to get out of bed and it's because of what mm. I've been through, because of the trauma, because of all the chemicals that are mm. in my body. Whereas like for someone who's suffering a mental illness to have these chemicals and not understand why or, you know, or when they're going to leave them or how to cope with them. Mm, it's yeah. like, for me now, I sit here and I just think it must be horrendous to, to, to have that happening to you. Is that, is that why you're a believer in, in the education side of things to, to almost, you know, kind of put that spin on it where people know more about it and know how to deal with it, can process it more and kind of look for ways to, to combat it or to, to live with it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's more like people just understanding it. It's like yeah. that's just the first step definitely, to it all. Like, um, you know, like the reaction that people give from from like mental illness is, is totally different to someone who would be suffering cancer. It's like mm. you wouldn't tell someone who's suffering cancer to get up and, you know, mm, come on, yeah. stop being stupid. Nah, stop being, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. you would not come out with any of these phrases. It's yeah. like you just try and look after them the best you can and do everything you could for them. Yeah. Um, and I think... It's like nobody looks it's like to me. It's, mental illness is just a cancer of the brain. It's like you know, it's, it is a genuine illness, and it's not like it could be brought on by different events that's happened in people's lives. But equally, it could be brought on just through an imbalance in yeah. their brain. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a myriad of different causes, and yeah, it's one of the things we talked about quite a few times. And one of the main things that we want to get across with the podcast as well, and and is getting we both had our dark times and reactively learned things that have helped us through them. But we're mm. big keen on, especially in schools, we want to try and launch some education stuff about giving people these tools before they go through yeah. stuff and trying to get people into good, healthy habits and to understand that if these things come on and what to do. And like you mm. said, we need to, as a society, to put far more funding and stuff on, on that side of things. Because I think compared to physical health, it's, it's something like less than 10% is spent on mental health. Yeah. And for men under 50s, the biggest cause of death is, yeah, is a yeah. mental health condition. So, so it needs looking at it. It, it yeah. should be something which, and it is shifting, I think, a bit. Yeah, um, it definitely is. It definitely but is. But we're still not there yet because the stats are still so mm. damaged. because we don't understand it. So, like, yeah. you know I mean, it's like for as much as we understand like physical conditions and we've got all these tools and rehab and all these different things to repair muscles and different things that we damage when it comes to brain mm. we're so far behind still yeah. it's like yeah, we yeah. haven't advanced at all like yeah it's like yeah. we still don't understand it do we at all yeah. um but yeah for me it's <laughs> like you say everyone it's like same again it's a cliche and it's like stamp out the stigma behind it all but mm. it, that only comes like we can all say it we can sit here every day and say like you know we need to understand mental illness more we need to accept it more in society but unless you're educated on it then you, yeah. you you can say it as much as you want but you won't actually believe it because you've no understanding of it we're seeing people like you do the SAS course and still be so open is I remember with one of my plays is about male suicide and we taught it to a school uh, and then after the play we have like a workshop and I said to the kids um, you know why do we think uh, Jim ended up the way he did and got so down? And someone's like, oh, it's because he's weak. And I said, okay. I said, okay, uh, let's think of, um, who knows who Tyson Fury is? And they all put their hands up and goes, well, he's heavyweight world champion. Do we think he's weak? And mm. um, you can have your issues with Tyson Fury or other things, but he's very honest about mental health and he can't be weak if he's the heavyweight world champion. Yeah, so yeah, I was yeah. like, would well, you think it's weak? And they're like, oh, well, maybe not. And yeah. I think it is kind of, seeing more and more cases of people just being honest and open yeah. is hopefully going to create some sort of shift. And I think yeah. it is. I think it's definitely creating a shift. And um, I thought, you know, 
Chris mentioned the the moment where you spoke to the DS. You know, I thought that were really moving. I thought mm. it was really st- strong um, representation of someone speaking about it, and then and then attempting to to look at it to to understand it and, and get over it. And um, I'm just wondering if if that that moment. Was that a, was that a big shift for you, or did you feel better for doing it after, or is it something that you'd kind of already dealt with before and spoke about before? Or um, no, to be honest with you, it's like yeah, I've not spoke about it that much, and even like even with close friends, it's it's weird because like even they find it hard to speak about as much as they want to help you. It's like they generally don't want to talk about it because they don't understand it themselves. So it probably like. You know, one of the first times, especially like someone who I didn't actually know as well, mm. like I'd, I'd opened up like that. But um, yeah, it's, it's a strange one. As in, I wouldn't like say that I sat there and I felt like relieved that it, you know that I'd spoke to him about it uh, instantly. Um, I've said before, like it's it's weird. It's like the words that feel like they just get stuck in my throat. Mm. You know, like they're there, and I kind of want to like I have to like force them out to actually yeah. talk about it. Um, you know, he's so sensitive and so like personal. Um, but I'd say it was more like coming back, coming back from the show and when everything kind of calmed down a bit, that then I kind of got, you know, a bit of, bit of satisfaction that I'd actually opened up and spoke about it and proved that you you kind of, you can look at it still in a positive way and not, and not look at it all negative. You know what I mean? There's days I sit here and, you, you want to scream and you want to think like, oh, you know, why have you done this to me? Like what yeah. have I done wrong? And, and you want to think all them things. And that's, the, that's the stigma again. And it? it's mm. there like, and like you, you, you want to think that there were a reason why, you know, that they chose him, but it was completely out of her control. Mm. Like that's yeah. one thing I do know. Yeah. And that'd be like, that was the only message I wanted to get across while I were there was that they you know that I know 100% it wasn't mm. wasn't her it wasn't her choice and that's what's like you know it's sickening when you think of all these people mm. that are struggling and exactly what you said is like I, I sit here now and I think some of the strongest people I know just get out of bed every day mm. like you know what I mean they're not people that are climbing Everest that are doing these ridiculous challenges like some of the strongest people that I know are just doing the simple things every single day that we all take for granted, just turning up for work, just, mm. you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, you know, these people are so strong. Yeah. yeah. What? Where do you see that, that path going now? You said you, you don't you don't really know the direction it's going, but you've obviously joined on with this strong men charity and you kind of, you've, you've found this this new path. What what things do you do you want to get involved in, or what, what what things do you see what might be coming up in the near future for you? Um, well, we, we've already agreed to uh, climb Mont Blanc. So me, Milo, Milo's older brother and Corbin and Ollie, the oh, right, DS. Nice. Yeah, we're all climbing Mont Blanc, and that's all in aid of Strongman. Right. Um, so that's just it's solely every everything we raise is going solely to the charity. Um, so it's all like this charity is quite new. Yeah. Um, so it's still in, you know, it's still in the process of being like kind of created. Um, so yeah, for me, that's like a focus is just to get mm. this. Cause I know personally, like if something like this were around, you know, a year ago for me that I'd have been, you know, I'd have been 100% yeah. looking into it and looking at what it offered. Um, 
So like, and I spoke to Milo and Milo is exactly the same. He said, you know, it's 10 years ago now that he uh, sadly lost his brother. And he said, he always, you know, he said he wished that there'd have been something like this that were aimed at men, um, the, you know, the in, so as professional as in, in therapy, mm. in sight, you know, mm. going and sitting with a doctor, um, the aim rate is all about getting people together, getting people outdoors, um, getting just like-minded people speaking and and same learning their coping mechanisms and learning how they deal with things or yeah. how they don't deal with things. Yeah. Um, yeah, so f- for me, that charity is, yeah, it's hopefully going to be something that I can, I can get stuck in with and, and help with that. But um, yeah, I, d- I don't know. It's kind of, it's all up in air at the minute. And yeah. I like the idea of, of, of like speaking to, you know, groups of men and trying to break that other barrier of like alpha males. Mm. Um, I went in recently, I spoke with Rotherham United Football Club. Right. Um, and it's same, it's like, it's, you know what I mean? I've been around these kind of environments my whole life now. Yeah. Like, you know, through military, through fire service, they're all like heavily male dominated, all quite alpha males. You know, it's one of them environments where it's like a lot of banter. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, these are the people that suffer in silence because they're so scared of what other people like will someone take, yeah. take Mick Harton and will, you know, but what lads think if I come out and say that I'm not feeling too good today. And yeah, um, yeah and it's just speaking to people like that and especially like, you'll know exactly yourself, like people that play sport at an high level, there's so much pressure put on them and so many anxieties about what happens after the career. If they get a bad injury, what's mm. going to happen? And And these are all the things that, you kind of, everyone else sits back and just thinks, well, the, the pros is like, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? They paid a lot of money, they'll deal with it. Yeah. And, and, you know, and truth is, it's, it's you know, the it, as a, in a lot of sporting teams, it's a short career. Yeah. So there's a lot of anxieties around what, you know, what what will go on after their career, what will they do? And um, it's exactly, exactly what I've just said. It's like, you can think you're on one path and you might think you were always meant to be a pro footballer. Yeah, and you you know you've put so much of your life into trying to make that happen mm. that you know you just kind of want to say that this isn't it like this might be a stepping stone to get to wherever you need to be like yeah. it's like don't put everything onto this if it doesn't happen yeah you know what I mean it's not is that, is that one, of, one of the messages you were taking to, to Rotherham or yeah 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 that and just kind of a lot of it were around like mindset and like I said the situation that Rotherham in at a minute is like they're in a relegation battle. Tough like, ma- yeah, and it's just that kind of yeah. getting into your head that, you know, like they played Man City over week and they're lining up against players that are on, like, they're all multi-millionaires and yeah. like, like, don't get me wrong, these lads are doing well for themselves, but they're nowhere near that level and yeah. you just think it must be so tough to stand toe-to-toe with someone like that and not yeah. compare yourself, you know, and Therefore. I think it's just that other thing that I've tried to get across, across to them is that when when we went into SAS, there were people from every single walk of life. And, you know, if we all these like amazing things that they'd done or that they'd achieved or, and, and when he, when you strip down everything, you're just exactly the same. It's just, what does it mean to you? Like, mm. what are you, what are you willing to push? Like how much are you willing to, to push yourself to get to what you want? Yeah. It doesn't matter where you've come from, what job you've got, what money you've got, what clothes you wear. Um, and it would just, I think just trying to get that mindset across to them that 
mm. you know, just to believe in yourself. And if as long as you're willing to push yourself and just keep going longer than what they are, you'll get it. Yeah, yeah. That without a doubt, that's uh was some of that that's that's obviously been prevalent in my career, mate. Um we've had big games and for most of them I think we've been the underdogs, but I think there's that that sort of buy-in that, that you get. And I, I guess it doesn't really matter what you're buying, but as long as everyone's bought into it and believes in it <clears throat> and they've got that something which kind of helps push them further, like further, longer, harder than, than the opposition, that's like in the big games especially, that's that's what matters. And, and it's that resolve. And, yeah. and Everyone always says it. Like the People say to me, like, oh, there's no way I could get in that cold water. There's no way I could have run up that mm. mountain. There's no way. And you just think, you could. Like Anyone yeah. could do it. Like I... What what we did on that program wasn't uh, exceptionally white. You know what I mean? It's just what did what does it mean to you? It's like it obviously just took less persuasion for me to get in that cold yeah. water. But if I held a gun to your head and said get in that cold water, you would get in it. Yeah, so it's you, easier, yeah. so you're telling <laughs> yourself choice, you can't it? get it. Yeah, yeah, it's like what it's because you've got that choice. That choice mm-hmm. is taken away from you, and then you do it. And that was like you know a massive lesson that I learned is that it's it's just. Like we can actually do more than we actually believe. It's just, you know, people saying I couldn't do that straight away. And like, well, you you could. It's yeah. just, what does it mean to you? Like, you know, what I mean, if 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 you're just straight away saying I couldn't do it, mm. but then, like I said, if I came in and held a gun to your head, and then you'd soon jump in water and yeah. get back out. The Wim Hof technique would help on that. Wim Hof, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure I saw someone on one of the cutaways yeah, doing Ma- Wim Hof. Michael, yeah. Was it? Yeah, oh, what Michael. It was like a one second clip. I was like, yeah. I'm sure he said it's Wim Hof. Like, yeah, you uh, were, were mega into it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he Did he get? Did he go well with it after that? Or um, acid yeah. test? <laughs> he didn't actually get. Um, I don't think he, got he was the one that, yeah, it was a bit of a shock when they got rid of him. Yeah. Because he, he wore. It kind of, it, I wouldn't say like one of the strongest, but it wasn't one of the weakest by any means. Um, yeah, and it was just a bit of a shock when they kind of got rid of Michael because right. he was just, yeah, he, he didn't really learn much about him, but he's a real like incredible man. Like, yeah. what, what he's actually done is unbelievable. Like he he, um, he actually it came from like a really abusive upbringing and he ended up with a lot of addictions, so um, like drugs, alcohol, mm. And he was like, I think he was the youngest like juvenile to get caught with a weapon. So like at like 16 year old, he got caught oh. with a gun and he got sent he like in and out of prison. And he just had like one of the moments, I think at like 27, where he just thought, I've got to change mm. my life. Mm. Um, yeah, then he, he, he uh, pretty much turned his life around. Like now he's got this business that's worth like a lot of money. Um, he's pretty much semi-retired and he spends all his life now just travels around prisons and just talking to young offenders and we should get him on the podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. mate he's Definitely. he's unbelievable he's like he's so good like such a genuinely nice man as well and it was just a shame that people didn't get to hear more about him mm. because he's incredible yeah um, thinking of um, a friend of mine uh, with two friends one very recently has lost someone um, much too young in in a sad way and they've reached out to me recently asking for advice and it's one of those things it's very hard to know the right words but are there any um are there any tools or, or tips which have which have helped you over the past year which you know you, you would advise to other people maybe struggling with something similar or bereavement or yeah well i think obvious ones are stay away from like like it's, it'd be so easy to uh overindulge in things mm. like you can see the temptation to drink more to mm. 
look at like other substances to like ease things, but it's not the answer. You know what I mean? It's like you're just numbing a pain that's that's there. It's like mm. you know the, the things that I think you've just got to feel certain pains and and be okay with that. Yeah, and, and deal with them. And and yeah. you know what I mean? It'd be so like the first things I got offered like well antidepressants and and all you know all these other drugs and uh, as tempting as it was, I just turned them down because I just thought. You know, I've actually got to feel this. Like, if I take something that's going to take it away a little bit, how long does it take it away for six months, twelve months? Mm. But then eventually it'll come back, and it might be worse. Or, um, but for me, like personally, I can only speak like personally what mm. I what I learned to cope with things, or I try to cope with things. Is like, like I said, like ch- trying to channel that energy into things that you love. So for me, it's running, being outdoors, being active. You know, setting challenges, setting goals. Like, mm. so for me, it was like. Trying to, trying to focus more on stuff like that. Like do the things that you love, you know. Push that energy into them things. Did you go down the the therapy route or talking route at all, or was um, kind of like the show kind of therapy in some ways? And yeah, I, I tried a little bit before before I went, but you just yeah, you just it, like I said, I'm I'm not against it at all. Like if it works for you, mm. it works for you. But it just didn't work for me. Like I didn't feel any comfort from someone telling me what they'd learned in a book or how to deal with yeah, grief. Yeah. It's like, you can talk about it all day long, but unless you've actually been through it and dealing with it, I don't think you have any idea. It's yeah. like, you know, it's, it's so overwhelming. And like, you know, for someone to sit there and draw circles and say that this is grief, this is you, you know, and you just, yeah. like for me, it just didn't work. But yeah, definitely like the show like without even knowing helped me so much. Mm. Like just showed it just proved to me that I can still do things. I can still achieve yeah. things. I can still you know, I can still like have goals. I can still like carry on my life. Did you find mm. that you had to kind of get yourself I mean you mentioned it you know a lot of the time it's a struggle to get up and, and go and do stuff, but did you feel a lot better once you kinda of got into that groove? Once you kinda of, made those tough steps to to make it to 11am when you're in, in the mode of doing something it might be running it might be yeah, yeah. something with a charity you feel a lot better when you're in, in, in the midst of that and, yeah and yeah 100% it. like I said that's why it, it was kind of strange like the process uh, applying for SAS it's like I said I had no intentions are actually going on the show but what it did for me like give me a reason to get out of bed every day so yeah. every day I had a reason to get up because I had to go and train I had to go and mm. run I had to go make sure I was eating I make, you know and it was just like having that goal even though part of my brain was still saying I'm not actually going to do it you know what I mean I've got mm. no intentions of doing it but just the process was just helping me so much and that's kind of why I, I kept going with it because I kind of did the first fitness test and I thought well that's it I'm happy I, mm. like, I've done that then it then it like the next one so then I kind of went with that one and yeah. it just kind of just kept rolling like that but looking back now yeah 100% it's yeah having having that goal and, and setting them and, and, and then being achievable as well um it gave me the motivation to just to keep pushing through. And then once, once you get there, you realize, you know, you realize that you can still do things like you can still, you can still get up. You can still achieve different things in life. They might be totally different. They might not be the way that you planned them to be, mm. but you know I mean, it's, that's the thing with life. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, I know Tyson Fury talks a lot about that on the Joe Rogan podcast. Mm. He's, had his, you they know, goals, with, he, yeah. yeah, he were, they were, bit, Joe Rogan were bringing out massively on it about the goals and, and, and achieving them. And, and I guess that, 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 that can still be scary in your mind, the goal, the kind of, the idea of achieving a goal and stuff. But I think once you're doing it, once you're in that process of it, it makes it easier. Um, 
quite daunting, I imagine, from from in the mindset of, of of going to do them and thinking I've got to do this to get there, and it's quite daunting. But I think once you kind of make that first step, you're in it. Then you're in the swing of things, and yeah, that's a massive thing that that Joe Rogan were bringing out with Tyson Fury on on that podcast. And uh, what's um, I mean, you've given a lot of advice already, and it's been amazing. You've mm. you've I think you've you will help a massive amount of people from from this. What's an advice or a set of advice you'd give to an eighteen year old self? Is there anything that you'd kind of you'd want to know when you're eighteen? And yeah, there's loads of things I could tell myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just list yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, I don't know. It's like I read I read one over there that were quite quite good because I. I I think one of the biggest worries we've all got is like acceptance in it of people mm. especially like when you're young it's like you're constantly wanting people to like you and yeah. you want to fit in and mm. I read one that said like that when they used to walk into a room they're worried about everyone liking them now they walk into a room and one um worry about who they actually like in that room yeah and i think it'd just be something along them lines maybe something quite simple where you just you know you just like say don't worry about everyone yeah. else you know what i mean and don't put yourself down so much. Like, mm. don't have so much self doubt. Um, but yeah, there could be a million things. Yeah. But I think some things you've got to go through as well in life. Like, yeah, you know what I mean, I think some things that's the only way you learn. If you knew everything, then it's yeah, pretty, mm. pretty boring, isn't it? Yeah, if you know everything then. Yeah, but yeah, I think some things you've just got to you got to experience and you've got to do some things wrong, aren't you? You've got to learn from your mistakes. Mm. There was yeah. a question um, also kind of similar but um, from Steve Hardesty in the club asked about yeah. what resilience kind of means to you um, yeah I, I'd look at it like two ways like you know obviously mental resilience physical resilience mm. like for me it's like the ability to like bounce back in it like the ability to uh, yeah to like to be at your limit and then to mm. come back again or to have something put on you and how you will deal with them things mm. Um Yeah. So, but, but yeah, I think I think same again. Like mindset is just massive. Like mm. even when it comes to physical, like like I said, that SAS proved it to me. The amount of times, like physically, I were absolutely done. Mm. But mentally, I had another thirty percent in me because yeah. my mindset was still strong. It was still telling me that I could do things, you know, and not to give up. Like, but yeah, yeah. For me, like yeah, resilience is just. Yeah, it's just how much you actually want something, like, mm. and, and yeah. how far you prepared to push yourself to get it. Yeah. Someone else asked in, who's the best staff member? So I don't know if you can answer that, but yeah, yeah, I've all got their own characters, yeah, yeah, and they're all like genuinely, like, honestly, genuine blokes. Like, I mean, they're, they're not like, not that the, and out of them all, Ant is the one who was meant to be on TV, but, um, you know what I mean? They're not guys that went into a career thinking they were going to be on TV. So yeah, they are yeah, like just that genuine. A, that's a good example. Yeah, isn't it? they're so genuine. But um, yeah, it's, it's hard because, you know, whilst you're in there, you, they're just so professional. Like, you know what I mean? You get nothing from them. You get no emotions. Like, they're, they're just solid. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, just kind of what you, what you get off of people, just like their aura, what you, you know, the vibe that they give off. Like for me, Ant, Ant were the one that were, um, yeah, I just think we like just shared like similar characteristics mm. and stuff and just the way that he was, you know what I mean? He, he openly says that, you know, he, he struggled like 
like physically were never the fittest, strongest. He had mm. to like mentally push himself to get it, and he's he's worked hard and yeah, just yeah, I think. But like I said, they're, they're all so genuine. They're didn't all he, so good. Didn't he say? I seen this like a cynical. I remember. Didn't he say he were the better looking version of you, yeah. or more sculpted yeah. looking version? Is that what you there? You have to get him back. Yeah, have you caught yeah, yeah. with yeah. any of them after after it and, and seen many of them all? Uh, yeah, I've I've kind of kept in touch with them all. Um, yeah, yeah. Ollie's Ollie's really good. Ollie's really uh, like into you know keeping in touch with all the recruits and just and he's got quite That's a nice. few other things that go off so he yeah, tries to yeah. get everyone involved yeah. in it and yeah he, he's a top bloke um yeah i met foxy the other week in london foxy's like um yeah foxy's just foxy he's just yeah he's just sound like i used to look at him sometimes and it was like as if i don't know like he had no idea i'd ended up where he was you yeah. know like, <laughs> like not that not that he like didn't deserve to be there but yeah. just more as in he just was used to look and just think just going, he's just going, going with, on yeah he's just yeah. like going with flow as if he just <laughs> like went to his toilet and end up on a tv yeah, show or something yeah. like that you know and, uh, but yeah mad. but yeah they're they're all quality mate to be fair that uh, yeah, yeah such top blokes and you know you could definitely go for like a beer with him and stuff yeah, like that yeah. and you probably that's the safest beer you could ever go on, isn't it? If anything yeah. ever kicked off, yeah, yeah literally. Yeah. Like. But he's saying with them, they're just just blogs. Yeah, yeah, it's like people say it to me like I went when I went to meet Fox. Like, oh, take him at gym and beast him. I'm like, do you think he gets just, fed up for that? Yeah, he's, yeah. he's just normal. He's not. He probably does get tired. Yeah, yeah. Thinks, yeah he's, he's not an Olympic athlete. Yeah, he hasn't yeah. got an not, ego either. These guys, no, they probably don't really care about proving anything. Yeah, to, like, no, but that's the thing, yeah. and everyone probably wants to, and like you know like. Most of them are over 40 now. And, yeah, yeah. You know, you'd think that's off to them. They're still smashing it. And Do they do, you know, when they do the hill runs, do they actually do quite a lot of that yeah, stuff with yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. The, the only play. difference is, is like, we've got the weight. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, they're always there. Like, you know what I mean? And there's always someone who you've got to try and keep up with. Like, this kind of set the pace. Mm. Um, but yeah, they do everything. And you think, like, for them, you think where does them where does their motivation come from? Yeah, because, yeah they can't VW. Yeah, 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 they, <laughs> yeah. and they've been there and done it. Yeah, yeah, they've got nothing to prove to anyone, have they? But yeah, they're still there and they're still doing it. And yeah, I think that's off to them. Class. Definitely, man. And, and thinking ahead, like what's what's next for you? Then you've got the the strong men thing. What have you got? Any other things you're planning? Um, and... I'm on nights tonight. I'm going to wear. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. He's, doing a, he's doing a full shift then, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Appreciate your fitness. Yeah. In. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it's like, yeah, it's just, I think for me, I'm trying not to force anything. Like I'm trying yeah, to not yeah. put too much on it. Like in case, you know, you just don't want to be let down by anything. So I'm just kind of seeing what evolves naturally. Mm, um, yeah. And just sit, kind of sitting back and just enjoying it. And it's all been positive to be fair. Like for me, it's just, it's been so positive and just doing stuff like this. It's just, yeah, it's, it's different and it's taking me out of my comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like we said before like that's where you grow and that's where you learn yeah definitely um, so yeah I'm just kind of seeing what evolves and like say I want to try and get involved with Strongman and, and keep involved with that mm. but um, yeah for me at minute it's just like I, said, I love my job I actually like, I feel quite lucky that I enjoy going to work you know what I mean it's it's something I've, yeah. I've like worked towards for a long time um, but yeah yeah it's I just see what happens so where where can people find you? You're on Instagram, aren't you? You're yeah, on, on Instagram. Instagram yeah. Not on Twitter, yeah. I don't think. I'd have looked. No, no, on Twitter. No. To be honest, it's, like dying, it's weird. It's like it's not dying. It's dying Twitter, mate. It's yeah. not dying. <laughs> it's, uh, I wasn't on any social media like up until like after the show, and I kind of got advised to go on Instagram. Mm. But like, so it went a bit bonkers. like bonkers for me. Yeah. It went from having no social media to like, you know, a ridiculous amount of followers. Um, 
and then just trying to get into that habit of like yeah. you know it's it's like a, a a diary for your life isn't it mm. that's how I kind of look it at is, it yeah. is uh, and it's same with that it's, you've got to be so careful it's, you know what I mean because without even knowing you're like influencing people and uh, yeah and I just want to be really careful about what I do and the only things that I want to kind of put out are like genuine things it's yeah, like yeah, the amount yeah. of people that come to you and like oh like we we have my supplements or we yeah, have this and we have other yeah. and you think not that arse yeah or you just think well give me six months for having your supplements I'll mm. tell you if they're good or not yeah, like, I can't have a yeah, yeah. straight yeah. away I can't yeah, have yeah. like one shake and then hold it up and go yeah. you know it's the best thing I've ever had yeah and well you I, have brought one of them along though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I saw that I noticed that on your Instagram I think I looked at I can't remember which post it was. It might have been talking about Kilimanjaro. It might have been talking about um, something that you'd done with other contestants. I think you might have been um, presenting something. But you'd mentioned saying, you know, I thought that I had to maybe go and put on a different face for, 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 for the situation you're on. But very, very... Yeah, ah, <laughs> very. Um, you were very genuine. Um, you know, I think you said you might have to put a mask on and kind of... Kind of a different persona but you're very genuine about what you put on Instagram and, and that's the thing with Instagram people can scroll on it people can search for different yeah. people and every version barring yours it looks like now mate puts the best best version of themselves on yeah, them that's exactly what it like it's such mm. a good tool like I'm I'm all for social media like you know it's, it's so powerful it's so good to get messages out it's so good to you know for people like people like live their life for other people like they just do it's just mm. natural it's what we do it's like I'll look at someone who's climbing Everest and I'll watch it every day. I'm like, oh God, that's amazing. I'll be, mm-hmm. And I'll feel a bit of satisfaction when someone yeah. does something good and you think, and that's like, because I'm, I'm enjoying some of what they do. Yeah. But on the other hand, it's, yeah, it's so dangerous at the same time. And and all social media does is tell you everything that you haven't got. Like every day we're told mm. everything we look at is something that we haven't got. Like, yeah. you know, and so that's why it's so dangerous is people sit there every day and look and they're looking at what, they should have or what they should mm. achieve or what they haven't got. Whereas, you know what I mean? You sometimes you just got to sit back and look at what you have got yeah, and, yeah. and appreciate that because nobody's there telling you to do that, are they? Most people are there telling you yeah. like they were endorsing something or they're selling something and we yeah. aren't even knowing we're being sold a million things. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, very true. Um, and that's, yeah, same. It's, I just want to kind of, just. I don't think I could be any other way than just trying to, you know, trying to be real. And, that's it. That's um, it. And I think it's coming back around. I think we've gone past that, like Kim Kardashian era now, yeah. where it's like everything's fake. And I think it's coming back around. I think people actually want real people back. And yeah, uh, don't go on Stevie's Instagram then. It's all yeah, totally <laughs> airbrushed. <laughs> Might put on private actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm only yeah, yeah. So we'll um, we'll put your Instagram handle out and yeah. everything. And the strong men. And I think mine yeah, on Twitter as well. The um, yeah, the charity and the Instagram and um, because it was set up by a guy from the previous season, wasn't yeah, it? Dan Cross. Dan, yeah, yeah, Dan yeah, Cross who, and Ephraim actually set up. Ephraim, yeah, yeah. The guy who lost his uh, son in uh, Afghanistan. Mm. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and uh, like you know, being lucky enough to meet him, and yeah, they're unbelievable people. Like, like they're so good, and Ollie, Ollie kind of backs it as well. Um, so yeah, hopefully it's gonna be it's gonna be some of that kind of takes off. It's it's got like I think all the ingredients to be mm. to be massive. Um, it just like I said these things just take time, don't they? To, yeah, uh, yeah. To set up, yeah, we'll definitely help support it and. Yeah. and yeah man you, yourself as well I think um, you're a massive inspiration to a lot of people like, I yeah. remember me and my girlfriend watching that were just welling up hearing your story and, and, and seeing you and you come across as such a, a humble honest good man and I think 
what that show does and what you do is kind of smashing some of those alpha male stereotypes and and like you said being real and not kind of having an ego yeah. and yeah i think there's some great messages and yeah yeah you're a credit it's great yeah, to yeah. have you on appreciate it yeah, yeah. thanks Thank you. thanks so much for coming up mate you've yeah. um it's, it's been awesome to have you on and um backing on what chris has said you know you, you will inspire a lot of people and um if you continue in this in this vein where you're real authentic mm. um i think you'll, you'll carry on smashing those stereotypes and, and 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 furthering the message so thanks for coming on yeah no i appreciate it mate thank cheers you. mate cheers, cheers man. man cheers cheers man. cheers mate thank, thank you. you boom